Welcome to Grace Point Church Podcast. We proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Pastor Fidel Nyaikuri. Pastor Fidel is the Associate Pastor at Grace Point Church. Welcome again to Tafakari Tuesday. Here it's all about meditating on that which matters as we seek to grow in our Christian shaped worldview. Today and next week, we spend a few minutes thinking about the goodness of God. Many times we make assumptions about God's goodness or how good things are for us, or we take it for granted until something bad happens, then we don't sound sure at all. This is a good time for us to think about this as we think about the goodness of God and how everything is for our good. Please stay with me. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Let's think briefly about this and ask the question, how do all things work together for good? In which way do all things work together for good? We shall look at this in two parts. Part one, which is our focus for today, is dealing with how all good things work for good and on how all bad things work for our good. Or if you'd like, today we are thinking about the good, the best things, how they work for our good. And then next week we shall think about how the bad or the evil things work for our good. Now let me say that the material for these two sessions is based heavily on the book A Divine Cordial or All Things for Good as written by a Puritan called Thomas Watson in the 17th century. Coming back to Romans, in verse 28 of chapter 8, see how the way it starts. It starts by saying, and we know, and we know. But as Paul is writing this to the believers, He's so certain, and for him, he makes that also assumption that for the believers, they know with certainty about how the goodness of God works. So he says by saying, and we know, it's it's kind of a given that for certainty, all things work good for the good of the believers. And let me say that this is that not only is there a certainty about the result of all things, but also There is something about how they work. It is for the good of those who love God. It is to the believer. And the reality is that to the believer, it's a given that however things may be, whether bad or good, whether evil, the end is that it will be for the good of the believer. Again, just to clarify that, this is not for everyone. It is, but for the believer only. It is for that who loves God. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose those who love God it is for those who love God not just anyone those whose sins are forgiven those who did not love God first but God first loved them those who have come to the realization of who God is and what God has done those who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross the elect of God those who have a new life these are the people for whom Everything works for their good. This To these people, the Bible says, all things work for their good. For you and I who have put our faith, our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ is nothing random. 
there is nothing that is meaningless although in the world today we may look at things and they seem to be random they just seem to be coincidences but the reality is that the believer's life is a testament is a testimony of God's goodness in giving him or her good there's good written all over the believer's life and let's spend some time and just thinking about the good things the good that God has for us and how this good works for our good let's Thomas Watson again Thomas Watson in his book lists eight best things or eight good things that work for the good of believers let me list them slowly the eight things that he gives that work best or you know that work for the good of the believers the first one is God's attributes the very things that define who God is that express his nature God's attributes and Thomas Watson lists three lists three of these attributes the first one is power the second one is wisdom and the third one is the goodness of God God's attributes work for the good of the believers think about power as Paul would write my strength is made perfect in weakness the power of God works for our good And quoting Watson on page 14 he says there is rage in the enemy malice in the devil but power in God for the believers you have the power of God at work in our week not being born in noble families we see the power of God in at work in our being dead God in his power raises us to life and the power of god works for our good the wisdom of god still think about the attributes of god the wisdom of god works for our good god guides us god shields us he preserves us in his wisdom he decrees things that work for our good the goodness of god the goodness of god it is the goodness of god as paul would say in romans chapter 2 verse 4 that leads to repentance the goodness of god is written all over the believer's life god is good to the believer God's attributes. Number two, the promises of God. The promises of God. God has given us His promises. You read from the Old Testament, you see the promises of God. You come to the New Testament, New Testament, you see the fulfillment of the promises of God. All we see in the Bible, God has given us promises for every season, for every season of life. And these promises are for our faith and they are for our joy. We can look back to what God has said and we can see the fulfillment and we can look ahead in hope in anticipation in expectation in faith because of what God has said. And and as Paul will say again in 1 Corinthians in 2 Corinthians the promise of God find their yes and amen in Christ Jesus. They find their yes in Christ and that's why we utter our amen. Jesus has God In Jesus Christ the Son has fulfilled all his promises. And you know what believer, the promises of God are for our good. For you who have put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's promises are for your good. He's promised eternal life. It is coming. It is a good thing for us. Number three, the mercies of God. The mercies of God are evident. They are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. The psalmist writes in Psalm 116 verse 12, What is, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? The Lord has done so many things for us. He's been so merciful to us. He hasn't given us that which we deserve. God has withheld his anger from us. His mercies are evident in the believer's life. And this mercies of God work for our good. 
quoting Watson again on page 18, he says, The masses of God make a sinner proud, but a saint humble. When you are coming in the morning and you realize it is by the masses of God, that draws the believer, that draws you and me to humility. God's masses work for our good. Number four is the graces of the Spirit. The graces of the Spirit. God has filled us with His Spirit and has given us grace to continue in this Christian walk. And so we see that the grace that the Spirit imparts in our lives helps us each and every way to keep forging, to keep moving in this walk of faith. And Watson mentions two things on page 20. He mentions faith and he mentions fear. God has given us God. He says, faith careful, fear keeps the heart serious. Faith keeps the heart from sinking in despair. Fear keeps it from floating in presumption. God has given us faith. We look forward. We are cheerful. We don't sink in despair. He has given us fear, the fear of Him, to, to have that reverence for Him. It keeps us from being presumptuous. No wonder the psalmist will pray, keep me from presumptuous sin. And it makes us to see God in His holiness. We become serious even about with our work with Him. And then the fifth one is the angels. He mentions the angels. And this is, you know, the idea of angels has become not a very common thing today. But, you know, reading Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, the writer of Hebrews says how angels are ministering spirits. We see how in the Bible the angels are there ministering to the believers. And it's the same reality for us. We may not see, we don't know what is happening, but God sent his angels watching, guarding over his people. They are ministering spirits, ministering to the needs of God's people, attending to our spiritual needs. Angels working now, and even in judgment, as we see the angels defeating Satan and his demons, you know, so the angels work for our good. Sixth thing is the communion of saints. You see, God has given us other believers. We belong together with other believers. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a means of grace God has given to belong to other saints. And these saints, what they do is they spar us up in love and in good works so that we continue moving on in the faith, working for our good. The church, the fellowship is for our good. Watson says on page 22, as the stones uh, as the stones in an arch help to strengthen one another, one Christian, by imparting his experience, hits and quickens another. Or to use a familiar language for us, like a piece of wood in the fire, so are we, one Christian to another. That one piece of food, as it has lit with fire, so it lights up the other pieces of food. That's what we do as believers. Number seven is Christ intercession. It works for our good. Christ in John 17 prayed for the apostles then. And the same prayer Christ makes for us as his, as, as his, his, his disciples, as believers living now. Christ is praying for us, standing before the Father, making intercession for us. Christ is in heaven. He prays for us right now. It is for our good that Christ is praying for us. And what's on again, page 23, Christ's prayer takes away the sins of our prayers. Can you imagine that? We are not sinless. We are full of sin. But Christ is praying for us so that God does not count even those sins against us as Christ has already paid for them. And even in our failings right now, Christ is interceding before the Father. And our prayer, even as we do them in the weakness, in the sinfulness that we are in, Christ takes those prayers. He takes the sins away 
from those prayers as he's praying. And then number eight is that the prayers of the saints. Through the prayers of the saints, God works good for us. Remember that text in, in James 5.15, how James is saying, is anyone sick, let him then call the elders. You know, and says in verse 15, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. As you pray for one another, it's a means of grace God has given, and it works good for us. That's why we never cease to pray for one another as we gather in private for those who are sick among us, for those who are having issues among us, for those who are celebrating and we need to praise God together with them, for those who are trusting God for you know many things. We pray for them and God answers prayer. Prayer of others works for our good. Remember even how Peter in Acts when he was in prison, the, the believers were praying and the angel came and rescued Peter from prison. Prayer works for the good of those who love God. As I finish, let me ask you, brother, sister, how have you seen God's goodness in your life for the last one week, for the last one month, or one year? You know, the problem is many times we never really quite stop to think on the goodness of God. I want you to think on the goodness of God, the good things in your life, the good things, and count and see how God is working good for you through those good things that you have, those good things that surround you. Here are seven areas I want you to think about. And write down how you see God working for your good in these areas. Number one, God's goodness in the forgiveness of sins. God's goodness in the forgiveness of your sins. How do you see God working good in that? You know, you know you're messed up. You know, frankly, you can't stand but yet God has forgiven your sins. Do you see God's goodness in that? Number two, God's goodness in having hope for the future. Hope for the future. Friends, we live in a world where many are hopeless. Even as we think about coronavirus right now, where is hope? But there you are. You have hope. When things seem uncertain, you have hope. Do you see God's goodness? God's goodness in, your, in, in the hope that you have for the future. Number three, God's goodness in and through the people around you. God's goodness in and through the people around you. Do you have people around you, family, neighbors, friends, those you can name, and see that, yes, God is working through these people? Write that down. Think about that. Number four, God's goodness in your work or your business or your everyday activity that you do, whether you stay home at, at, at home, mom, or whatever you do every day. Do you see God's goodness in that? How is God working good through that business, through that daily activity you engage in? Number five, God's goodness in providing for your needs. God's goodness in providing for your needs. Have you seen God provide for your needs? Have you, have you seen God give you a meal? Have you seen God give you a shelter, give you clothing, you know, sustenance, material for you? How are they working for your good? Number six, God's goodness in granting you good health. God's goodness in granting you good health. Are you in good health right now? Perhaps you suffered, you suffered from COVID and then God healed. Perhaps, you know, for the last few years you have not, um, you know, need, needed to seek, to seek any medication because you've been good and now you're still going. Do you see God's goodness in that? Number seven, God's goodness in and through the church family. God's goodness in and through the church family. That church family you're part of. And the small group perhaps. Perhaps the growth group, so the singles group, the couples, uh, you know, parenting, 
or even the elders, the leaders of the church, do you see the goodness of God in this? Brothers and sisters, we need to be those people who see how God is working good for us in the good things that God has given us. Everything about us has God's goodness written over it. The question is, do you see that? Or do you think it's your own sheer willpower, your determination, that you've come up with the good things that we enjoy right now? Friends, let's see the goodness of God in the good that He has given us. And let's not put ourselves in the center of it. But let's glorify God in the good He has given us and see the good that God is working through that. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, see you again next week for our part two. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that you've given us all good things. Lord, help us to see the good you're working through all this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church Podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website, gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.